G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Our special guest this hour, Bill Newman, Australian evangelist, who's fresh back from supporting the Will Graham crusade in Papua New Guinea. Hello, Bill. Welcome back. Well, what a great time we had up there, Neil. It was fantastic. Okay. (laughs) Okay, just describe it for us, Bill. You're in the Highlands in PNG. That's Mount Hagen. Which would have to be one of the most perfect temperatures in the whole of the world. Oh, really? What sort of temperature was it? It doesn't fluctuate. It's beautiful up there and... uh, one of the best-kept secrets in the world, but we had a marvellous time. Uh, it was really great. Okay, Will Graham was there. What uh, Describe how the whole crusade unfolded. What did it look like from, I guess, the beginning of the weekend through to the end? Well, there's nothing like the Billy Graham people for doing things well. They have a guy, Sebastian Joseph. He comes from Kerala in India, but he went in and he set up that thing. Every possible detail was covered. They did the counsellor training. They, uh, you know, supplied all the follow-up literature in Pigeon. They've even got their follow-up classes, uh, you know, developed now so that the, uh, the nets don't break. But what a wonderful time. They really do things well. And uh, just to see the quality of music, a lot of these local people giving their, their styles of music and dancing. And, uh, oh, it's such an exciting time, Neil. Now, what sort of crowds turned out to see Will Graham preach the gospel? It's very difficult to ascertain numbers when you haven't got seating. Uh, when people are standing or, or, or sitting on the ground, you know, you can bunch them in more. But there were quite a few thousand people. I wouldn't like to guess a, a number, uh, really, because it's, it's so difficult. I mean, uh, if I've got seating, I can pretty well uh, assess how many were there. But it was, there were big crowds, and big crowds responding, and, and good, clear decisions. Will Graham preaches the gospel, but he, he's good with his theology, and uh, you know, explains the gospel clearly so they know exactly why they're responding and what they're responding to. And uh, I was very, very, very pleased. Sometimes in communities there in Papua New Guinea, as I understand it, uh, there's this sort of uh, Melanesian time. Uh, They do this in the South Pacific Islands as well. It's like uh, people arrive. It's not as though they're watching their clock and they're there for a particular start time and people are arriving and leaving. And was that the way it was with with, uh, uh, Papua New Guinea people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they call it Melanesian Polynesian mode, <laughs> and it's real. I, I was meeting with a group in, uh, I think it was in Vanuatu one time. They said, "Let us meet two uh, thirty in the afternoon." What they mean is about mid afternoon. We'll get together, yep. and then as they're walking away, I noticed that nobody was wearing a watch. So how in the world are we going to come at two thirty in the afternoon? But I always used to joke with them. I say, "Look, I noticed if the plane is leaving from the airport at two thirty, you were there, you know." Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's a it's a different lifestyle, and I think you know possibly a better one in the the frantic lifestyle that we live day by day in our Western world, uh, Neil. But um, the, the the people are beautiful up there, lovely hearts, and uh, you know they're they're just it's it's just a different style of um, 
life, and uh, it's very, very lovely. Now, obviously, uh, the trade language in Papua New Guinea is pidzin, pidzin English. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not sure whether that's actually, uh, that's not actually English at all, is it, pidgin? <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of this and a bit of that. But uh, was there any language barriers? Did, uh, did Will need to have any sort of uh, interpreter uh, with, with him on the, on the platform? Yes, he had. He, um, um, he, he, it's, it's giving honour to the culture. Uh, many of the people up there do know English, but there are a lot of people that do come in from the villages in the bush, and uh, it's good to be able to speak to them in pidgin, and so he had a, a very good interpreter. In fact, I love preaching with an interpreter because it gives you that split second to form your next sentence. You're not sort of padding your message all the time. He had an excellent uh, translator, and uh, you know I think it does give honour to the local uh, you know, uh, culture if you speak in their language. There's nothing like the mother tongue. And I guess you were reflecting on the way the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association does things with a true form of excellence. They do things well. That makes a big statement on its own, doesn't it? Certainly does, because the big criticism against mass evangelism is so-called. I always say that mass evangelism is just a platform for personal evangelism, getting people into a one-to-one situation where we can share Christ. And, of course, we train people in personal evangelism. We have a, a program that we call ourselves called Each One Bring One, Friends Bringing Friends. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how we... But they do have that standard of excellence, uh, Neil, and uh, always... Uh, so, you know, whether it's uh, financial things or follow-up, they've really been very, very careful in those areas. Uh, you know, Billy Graham has had incredible integrity. He's not very well at the moment. In fact, that's the reason why I was up there with Will Graham. If he had to be called back to, um, to Charlotte immediately, uh, Montreal, if Bill, Billy Graham uh, goes to be with the Lord, then he has to return immediately. So they had me there as a kind of a, <laughs> a backstop. To, I'm so glad that Billy Graham didn't, you know, wasn't called home to glory. But, uh, you know, it was just great being there, the camaraderie with the team. You, they've all got this passion in their hearts to see people coming to Jesus Christ. And that's what I, I love about it, Neil. It's not a, a professionalism. Preaching is not a profession. It's a passion. And uh, Will Graham certainly is developing that passion to reach people for the Lord. Now, I want to follow through some more with you uh, talking about Billy Graham and what you might have gleaned from Will. And we'll Mm -hmm. save that for uh, just a few minutes' time. But I want to just focus on what you've been saying about when you said mass evangelism and personal evangelism. And Mm -hmm. there is a way, isn't there, that the Billy Graham Association, uh, they do bridge that gap because in the training that goes on for the counsellors, when people come forward, at an event like a Will Graham crusade, mm-hmm. they're personally introduced to a counsellor who, who helps them to understand the decision that they make to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Just fill us in on some of the details how that personal approach works. Well, it's, um, the, the, Billy Graham many, many years ago uh, was concerned when they were preaching and he and Cliff Barrows, after a meeting, wouldn't get home to one and two o'clock in the morning because they would be... Uh, you know, personally counselling people. And, uh, you know, uh, fortunately they're able to get help. There was a couple of guys who really said, now, look, Billy Graham, you stand aside and let us train the people and we will, um, you know, train them as to how to lead people to Christ and how to follow them up. And they had some top guys years ago who helped them to do it and they developed that. Even in the Billy Graham Centre in their office now, they're constantly refining their material and their training. Uh, but ultimately what it is, it's, it's, it's 
someone loving, caring, and following up. You can have the best of material and all that sort of thing, but ultimately when someone makes a decision for the Lord, you've got to put someone alongside that person, love them, care. I mean, how many people love you and love me and people that are listening to us who loved us, they cared for us, and they encouraged us on uh, to go on for Christ? And that's, what, that's the real key to it all, Neil, that one-on-one, that person just loving and caring for that people as they grow in Christ. In fact, it would be quite a sad situation, wouldn't it, for people to come forward at a, a crusade like a Will Graham crusade and, uh, and come forward and pray a prayer to receive Jesus as Lord and Saviour and then all of a sudden to go away from there and be alone. Uh, they do need a hand to hold and someone to call and someone to invite perhaps to their local church. Uh, those sorts of things are necessary, aren't they, in order for a new believer to get a foothold and to begin to grow strong in their faith. Not only in a crusade, but in a church. doesn't matter where we are. We still have to have that person. But, you know, that's why um, the, the training of the counsellors is so key and necessary. And, uh, and then the training of the follow-up teams to make sure, as I said before, that the nets don't break, but that they're put into a situation where they're loved and cared for. I often say, we don't want to put live chicks under dead hens. <laughs> we want to make sure that those who make a decision for Christ are put in a situation, whether it's uh, caring Christians, whether it's a caring church, we want them to be put into situations where they've got the most uh, potential to go on for Christ. Uh, Bill Newman is our guest. Uh, Bill, stay with us because I want to ask you some more about Billy Graham. And uh, you said that he's in a fragile state. Uh, We'll talk to you some more about him and also some more about this follow-up that happens because I know that in the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association they use uh, booklets and tracts and things like that and uh, you've got some fabulous tracts too that can be used when someone gives their heart to the Lord and uh, and for follow-up purposes as well. Stay with us, Bill Newman, Australia's best-known and best-loved evangelist. He's our guest. We'll be talking some more issues to do with evangelism through this hour here on 2020. Bill... uh, you were obviously would have got a bit of an update on Billy's condition while you were there with Will. Uh, what did you glean from any conversations you might have had? Oh, just before we do that, I just listened to Bob Gass with his Irish accent. Uh, Neil, my, my dad was Irish, and uh, they're an unusual people. Yep. They say things like, um, uh, are you reading this newspaper you're sitting on there? Or uh, I met him in the corner, but he wasn't there. <laughs> I get a chuckle when I hear Bob Gass. But uh, what he, that the word for today has been such a blessing to me for years and years, and uh, really encourage people to get onto it, Neil, because it really is a great uh, devotional help every day. But uh, I've been doing it, and my wife Dorothy uh, buys them and sends them out to different friends and young people. It's it's a tremendous. But anyway, getting back to Billy Graham. Um, He's, he's got about, um, he, the Mayo Clinic in America look after him uh, tremendously and uh, he's got about four nurses that work shift on him because he's not very, very well. He's very fragile and, um, you know, shuffles around, he can't hear very much, can't see very much. So he's really uh, quite low and the Lord could take him at any time. And so, uh, you know, and when that happens, look, He's the closest thing to royalty in America. We don't think much about this in Australia, but really, uh, he is. And uh, he's made such an impact worldwide. There'll be people that'll be coming in from all over the world when that, when that funeral is, is... I've been saving up my frequent fire boys for years because I want to be there as well to see the impact that one man, the power of one, 
can make uh, in an entire worldwide ministry. And the, the, even from um, the airport at Charlotte, there uh, the buses are arranged now. You're lying state uh, in Charlotte in a big tent there, um, the Billy Graham uh, you know, Library grounds. And then they may put him in state. It's actually the president that must, has to make the decision whether you're lying state for a few days in Washington. But uh, So the planes are already in place. And where will he be buried? How do you, do you like to walk place to place, Neil, where you know you're going to be buried? Mm-hmm. You know? yep. But everything, it'll be buried right next to Ruth, uh, in, uh, next to the, um, the Billy Graham Library in Charlotte. And uh, so, you know, but uh, he's written a book called Near a Home. And if people are listening to us now, get onto that book because he teaches us how to live our lives in our latter years, how to live well, how to die well. And uh, he's certainly showing that to so many people. Of course, uh, over the years, he has been the confidant of a string of U.S. presidents, uh, almost like uh, their counsellor on issues to do with morality and biblical Christianity. Uh, That sort of influence uh, has built up over many generations now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and... and, um they really appreciate it. He's such a knowledgeable man, too. I mean, he's not arrogant. He's just a... But, you know, he, he, like he says, yes, we, we might, might walk uh, with world leaders, but really it's the common person that he really relates to day by day, whether he's having a meal in a little restaurant in, in um, you know, Montreat where they live or whether it's meeting with the president in the White House. Every person is the same. When you meet with Billy Graham and you're talking to them, it's as if you're the only person in the world at that time. He really devotes his total attention to you at that given moment. A lot to learn when you, when you, you, you see a man like that. Of course, people put Nelson Mandela on a huge pedestal uh, for his leadership. There is a sense, isn't there, that uh, Billy Graham is uh, of that same calibre when it comes to uh, global respect. And will eclipse it too. Um, you know, there's so many people worldwide. You know, he, he's... He's worked so hard over the years. Uh, people say, oh, I'd love a ministry like Billy Graham. I say, well, if you're prepared to work like it. And, uh, you know, he, he has worked so hard over the years. And the sacrifice that he's had to make, oftentimes in his early, early years, he'd have to leave his family for months on end. When he, they first came to Australia in 59, they went right through Australia, all the major capitals, and into New Zealand as well. They were away from their home at... Um, for months, and then they still had to, you know, get the, the planes in those days just didn't go straight through like jets. They had to hop all the way home to America. So the commitment that he's made to evangelism over the years has been wonderful. Well, he's not dead yet. He's not nope. promoted to glory yet. And, uh, you know, if you came into our conversation uh, talking about being uh, uh, put into state and all sorts of things, uh, you might be thinking that there's big news breaking. But uh, not yet. Uh, he's in a fragile, frail uh, situation, though, as you say, being looked after uh, by those doctors from the Mayo Clinic in the mm-hmm. U.S. And so he's in good hands. And you, I guess, will be uh, remaining on standby when Will Graham is doing crusades around the world. Because, as you say, when Billy is called home, uh, then Will will be on the plane straight away. There'll be a major uh, family gathering and it will be an international event, as I was uh, reflecting, uh, something similar to that level of uh, uh, outpouring of grief and love for Nelson Mandela. Uh, you'll be on standby, though, Bill. Uh, any more crusades uh, in the pipeline? There is, but uh, we won't be doing too many more for the rest of this year. We've done five already that I've been with him at, 
And uh, he has to give his attention now to the Cove, uh, which he is really the director of. So that's a beautiful uh, Christian retreat in uh, near Asheville, North Carolina. Absolutely magnificent. Ruth Graham actually designed the decor in the place, and uh, it's such a wonderful place. I wish we had something like in Australia where you could just go away to have top uh, Bible teachers in there and uh, give great Bible teaching to refresh people spiritually. So they come in for a weekend and uh, receive that great uh, Bible teaching. But as you say, look, um, look, Billy Graham, last year in November, 95 years old, Neil, and yet he conducted the My Hope America, which was uh, on the television. You watch a program for, uh, say, half an hour. Uh, it was absolutely brilliantly done. And, uh, and then they give the opportunity to receive Christ. You gather your friends in your home. You watch the program together. And then he'll pray a prayer at the end and then invite people in that home to receive Christ. And the leader in that home has been trained as to how to uh, present the gospel again. And so many thousands of people made decisions for Christ in the homes right across America. And he's doing a thing on heaven uh, that they've had uh, some of the um, footage from past years and they'll have top musical talent. Uh, that's another uh, television program uh, towards the end of this year that they're developing. They're also doing a thing called My Hope England and Britain at this moment. And that'll go through right throughout Great Britain. And I'm looking forward to the time when they do My Hope for Australia, where it'll just go right throughout Australia as well. Fabulous. Mm. Bill Newman is our guest, and we've been talking about, uh, really, issues globally when it comes to evangelism and uh, this last few minutes reflecting on Billy Graham and the uh, the heritage that's there uh, even in Australia and the influence of Billy Graham's ministry. We've been inviting you to be a part of our conversation and the talkback line is open 1-800-880-876. Uh, we're going to be talking about evangelism and continue to uh, undertake that conversation. Let's take a call though. Uh, Jim Berry is in Kyabram. Hello Jim, welcome to 2020? Yes, good Jim, what's your uh, contribution to our conversation when we're talking about evangelism and the Billy Graham Crusades, Bill Newman? Yeah, well, 18 years ago, Bill did a crusade in Echuca, which um, I, I was working at a Timberland mill at the time, and, and I was able to help with the setting up of the, the tent there, which was a, it could fit 17 semi-trailers in, and then... We did the counselling course. We were involved with the counselling and the security, which Bill said was the best security they'd ever had. And there was an unsaved guy, and so the witness to him was incredible, just the way that he was treated. Um, And then I was involved with the packing up, and I was able to put posters up in my workplace and around town for the whole crusade. And I just wanted Bill to know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, that it was an absolute privilege to be a part of that. And the way that that's helped my life, I've read a number of Bill's books, The Ten Lords, Laws on Leadership, and, and How to Conquer uh, Worry. Um, and, and these things have really helped my life. The part in the that Bill used to say a lot was that a, fr- a guy went out looking for friends and he could find none. But that same man went out to be a friend and friends were everywhere. So I just want to honour Bill with my testimony and thank him for letting me be a part of that because he's talked about other people and honoured them for their for their help. And Bill, I want to honour you, mate, because that time that I spent with you, that was one of the easiest times to be a part of that whole thing. Everything that I was involved in, getting time off work for my boss, 
the whole thing. It was just God ordained, and 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 it's impacted and changed my life. I was only talking to someone the other day of some of the keys that Bill shared out of his books and out of the things that I heard there. And Darren, who who was singing at the time, used to say, "Our dad's better than a teenage mutant ninja turtle." Mm-hmm. It was just a privilege, and I just thank you, Bill, and uh, just honour you, mate, for for your heart, for what you've done, the impact in Australia and wherever you go. Oh, Jim, I'm sitting here with tears my eyes, mate. You've really cracked me up. <laughs> I can't... Uh, that was... That YouTube... Do you remember how cold it was up there in those days and we had heaters there? But God bless you, Jim, and thank you so much, man, for your uh, your phone call. It really means a lot of encouragement to us. We thank you so much. No worries. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for letting me be a part of it, mate. Bless you, buddy. Really appreciate it. You Good on you, Jim. Jim. Uh, Look, uh, Bill, those days are in some respects past because uh, when you're doing those big crusades in various places, I'm sure you're open to invitations uh, when there might be communities that would like to have a Bill Newman crusade in their area. But uh, some of those, uh, the heyday of the Bill Newman uh, era, uh, some of that is past and you're you're, uh, globetrotting all over the world these days. And, you know, I think we're coming full circle. Yes, we're going to uh, Sri Lanka next week, uh, Neil, and uh, they look like they'll have a place called Nagumbo, south of Colombo. They said they'll have up to 6,000-plus at the meetings, and we're grateful for that, but we're still going to keep plodding away here, and uh, we're really praying about this, and we invite people that are listening to us right now to pray along with us. What we want to do is to train up-and-coming, emerging young men and women who feel the call of evangelism on their lives, proclamation evangelism, and we want to go to some of these outback towns and, uh, you know, just even if it's just a couple of churches in town and we maybe book out, a you know, an auditorium or a, a, church, a, a hall somewhere and we bring in some top music, we train the Christians and we really release these younger men and women into evangelism. And so... Uh, just, uh, you know, we'll just keep people informed about that, Neil, and as time goes on, God willing, uh, we'll be able to do that right across Australia as well. We want to, uh, you know, really, I feel God is really calling us to do this at this moment in time, and we really pray. I've been talking to several evangelistic groups. They are so keen about this concept, and uh, so we really encourage people to pray for us uh, at this time about that. And we'll talk some more about that uh, and the idea of passing on the baton. Interesting that the Commonwealth Games is on at the moment. We're going to be seeing lots of relays, but passing on the baton to a new generation and uh, training up new evangelists. We'll talk some more about that in just a few moments. Bill Newman, evangelist, is our guest. Uh, our talkback line is open. You can be a part of our conversation, one eight hundred eighty eight zero eighty seven six. We're back with Bill in just a few moments. Unfortunately, as our children get older, they will increasingly hear negative information about the Christian faith. Things like religion is the root of all evil. On the next Focus on the Family Australia, we're going to counteract some of this misinformation with historical truth. Our guest is Dr. Jim Rawson, and he'll share some of the wonderful contributions that people of faith have made to society. That's next time on Focus on the Family Australia. Saturday mornings after 8 Western, 9.30 Central and 10 Eastern on Vision. Rachel loves being a mum, and now, because of her super, Karen does too. Karen's son Isaac has been in foster care for the past year, but thanks to Christian Super's investment in social benefit bonds, Karen has had access to counselling and parenting courses that have meant Isaac can come home to live with her. 
Research shows that responsible investment has comparable returns. Join Christian Super today and make a difference. It's your money. It's your choice. Station-sponsored Christian Super, adding values to money. 2020 on Vision. It's Neil Johnson with you on this Wednesday edition of 2020. Bill Newman, evangelist, is our guest. We've been talking about uh, evangelists who are up and coming, Bill, and that whole illustration of passing on the baton to a new generation. There is a sense that you're inviting young evangelists in communities right around Australia, whether they be in the big cities or in the outback, to actually connect with you personally. Uh, How would people go about doing that? Well, this is happening all around the world. I know that uh, in America, they've got an organization called New Generation Alliance, and they've got young guys and girls. They're very refreshing. Some of the ideas that they're coming in, it's not sort of a cookie-cutting type of a style where you just have to do it one particular way. A lot of people do it through sports events and other things as well. But uh, we really want to train. Uh, you see... Um, the cults train in, in, in the churches we teach, which is important, but the, the, um, the cults train. We've got to train people. Uh, that's why I love when we train people as to how to simply lead people right through to Jesus Christ. And I love that training. In fact, if we go into an area, if we have good many such cream on the cake, I want to go in there and train as many Christians as I can to get rid of the fear factor and how we can simply lead people to Christ. So contact us on our ministry and we can send someone into your area and do that training with you. But uh, do pray about this, that we can really get this going. And if people want to get in contact with us, we'd love to talk to them about it. Now, I'm inspired by our talkback caller just a few minutes back, Mm. uh, who was Jim from Kyabram. And uh, he'd been involved in a previous crusade that you were running. And his role was security, uh, wandering around outside making sure everything's in place. It just reminds me that while we talk about evangelists and uh, a new generation passing on the baton, there is a sense, isn't there, while not everybody's going to be that upfront person, uh, that there are a lot of uh, other roles that actually support evangelistic activity in the local church, and uh, there's need for all sorts of people in all sorts of different roles. Uh, That's what I loved about the tent, Neil, that we used to have put up years ago. Uh, you know, it wasn't just the... There's, I always say there's no top dog on the totem pole. I love team, you know, T-A-M. Together, each achieve more. And they're just joining hands together so that it doesn't matter what we do and where we fit into the jigsaw, we're all part of it and working together for the cause of the gospel. And if people can simply see that, whether it's with, um, you know, United Christian Broadcasters working in some department there. It might not be out front or like you're doing on a microphone, but we're all working together for the cause of the kingdom. All of the different uh, gifts and abilities working together for his glory. I love that. Co-laborers together with God. And uh, forget about our own little petty kingdoms and that. If we can join hands together. The same with churches in a community. I love what I think there was a little ad earlier about connecting together. How wonderful. You see, years ago we had New Life newspaper. It was a great smoke signal letting us know what was happening, but that's closed down. That's why we need Vision Radio to, as some smoke signals can bind us together, let us know what's happening across Australia. So 
so that we can be in prayer for our own nation. We wanted to become the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. We've been praying about this for years, but let's join together and see it all happen. Okay, it's one thing to pass on the baton to up-and-coming evangelists, Mm -hmm. but there is a sense, too, that every individual Christian believer will, at some point, have an opportunity to be able to share their faith, Mm -hmm. uh, share their testimony, uh, share a message of the gospel with someone in their community, whether it's a neighbour, you know, it's across the fence, or a school community, or somewhere at the shopping centre. You are very conscious of the value and the need for using uh, little uh, pieces of literature. We call it a Christian tract, a tract. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got some of those that help people to be able to share this message of the gospel very effectively and very clearly in a one-on-one situation. Well, we uh, see not everybody is called to be an evangelist, but we're all called to be a witness, every one of us. You shall be my witnesses, says the Lord. And we're either a good witness or a bad witness, but we are a witness. And, uh, you know, we need to skill our, our skills in that, in that area. And that's why we produce these little, I call them mini evangelists. They're like little, as you say, tracts, which is the old, test, uh, the old uh, word we used years ago. But they are little pamphlets, and uh, they clearly outline the gospel. There's a lot of uh, tracts that have been put out, and there's stories in it. But we try to outline the gospel, different steps that you have to work through in order to come right back to God. So you can leave it with somebody or you can walk somebody through. There's a prayer to pray and a little page there on follow up what to do now. In fact, we had a a lady in the Blue Mountains. She was a lovely lady with a beautiful smile. She used to get our tracks. She'd go down to Central Station in Sydney and, uh, you know, here's this lady and she'd just greet people as they got off the train. She had this winsome smile and uh, she'd give them a tract and, uh, you know, show love to them. And they, cause, you know, they could see that this woman's not trying to sell them anything at her age. But, you know, she's uh, trying to just give out there and they took them and uh, she would just uh, have a little, um, you know, snacky lang- uh sandwich and a cup of tea, get back on the train, go up to the Blue Mountains and have a wonderful day out. And she used to look forward to that every week. Well, there's always a way, you know, um, you know, get the ones, we've got them for Christmas, we've got them for Easter, we've got them for uh, just giving out generally all the time. So we, and a lot of people, there's a man that came in to our office this morning and he just uh, bought several hundred of the, uh, the Way to Heaven tract. And uh, because they're wanting to use that as an outreach shortly. So people listening to us, if they want samples, if they want to go to our website, they will be able to see uh, uh, samples of our tracks. And it's just another way. There's not one way to share the gospel. There are many ways, and we have to use any way we possibly can to get the message out. People who are like that lady you're talking about, a little bit like a cold-calling salesperson, and uh, for some (laughs) people that's got a negative about it, but there's the idea, isn't there, that uh, if you only rely on friendship evangelism, Mm. uh, we're never going to reach the whole population because uh, we're going to be limiting ourselves. We have to be prepared to be able to share our faith to people that we don't know in a situation where we might have only just met someone. And when you've got a tract, that does make things a whole lot easier. Desperate times to demand desperate measures. But my wife, Neil, is a far better evangelist than I'll ever be. And uh, so we're driving down the road. There's a guy standing there with a stop-go sign. She leans out the window, gives him a tract, and, uh, you know, I'm driving down the road looking in the rear-vision mirror and there's chaos with all of the traffic. He's <laughs> standing there reading that track. Well, you think you've got to pick your, your situation, but... Uh, 
Just be bold. You see, God hasn't given us the spirit of timidity. And right throughout the Western world today in the churches, there's this spirit of timidity. But ask God to give you boldness. And, uh, you know, just to be upfront and with a winsome smile, you know, just share the gospel in whatever situation we, we, we can. And uh, God will honor us for it. I guess when you are sharing your faith, your testimony, this message of the gospel, it is a confidence issue and we feel not confident. Mm. Uh, We feel like others are better prepared and uh, better equipped to do these things than us. But really, we've got to start somewhere, haven't we? And Mm. uh, perhaps even uh, with egg on our faces a time or two, but eventually you get quite good at sharing your faith. Well, see, it's a pride thing. What will they think of me? You know, I'll lose my friends if I do this. Well, forget all of that. If we've got a passion, why did the Lord come to seek and to save those who are lost? And people without Jesus, needless we know, they're lost. And we've got to reach those lost people somehow, some way. So it's loving kindness. Someone's sick in the area, take them a cake. Build bridges into people's lives and and some way, somehow, get the message of the gospel through. And skill yourself, develop yourself. We've got... um, on our line, you can do it through Billy Graham as well. They will teach you how to become better skilled in evangelism. Uh, Bill, for people who are wanting to connect with you or even get a hold of some of these tracks that you're talking about, just remind us, uh, you've got a website. Uh, yep. What's that website address again? Yeah, it's www.bnm, that's Bill Newman Ministries, bnm.org.au. Say again, www.bnm.org.au bnm.org.au and uh, they can give us a call here at the office just uh, look up there and then too you can you know send an email to our office it's office at um, uh, bnm.org.au leave people to connect on the website Bill time's running out great to have you as a guest again on 2020 we'll talk again another day oh wonderful Neil God bless you and all that you do and Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.